Hello and good morning. I'm Jamie from Stonemeyer Games, and today is the last live cast, not live play, but the last live cast of 2023. I'm so excited to be here. Chad, Dominic, Garrett, anyone else who joins in, I'm happy to be sharing the next hour with you. Um, I say live cast, not live play, because uh, I, I am doing a Rolling Realms live play this week, three rounds as usual at three o'clock central time today. Thursday and Friday, and we're using the new realm. So for example, today will be Praga Kaput Regni, Fleet the Dice Game, and Underwater Cities. I'm really looking forward to playing through those live at three o'clock and also teaching them because we haven't played with them before. So I'll be teaching them. I'm going to try to review them myself before we begin because I haven't played them in a while. Uh, but yeah, thank you for being here for the last live cast of 2023. Um, we have a variety of topics to talk about today including uh, among them is my recent video about positive player interaction. I really enjoyed filming that video. You all gave some great feedback about games that you love that have positive player interaction. And that was my Sunday video from this past week. That was a really fun one to do. I, I love positive player interaction. And there were some great comments and questions on that video. Um, yeah, so that, that was the most recent video that I did. Also did a recent blog post. What was that? Oh, I did a blog post about the top five most read blog post over the last year in 2023, along with the most watched videos on the YouTube channel. Um, so yeah, it was nice to look back and see which of those blog posts did really well. I'll, I'll read them off really quickly here if I can find them. Let's see. So the most read articles, and I also talked about a quick takeaway from each. I know the shareholder report was one of them, the 2022 shareholder report, the 10 best and worst decisions I've ever made, the announcement for the Wingspan fan art challenge, the One Ring and Extreme Rarity in Games about the Lord of the Rings Badge of the Gathering set, which feels like forever ago, but that was eight months ago. It wasn't that far ago, long ago. Uh, Eager Mechs Exploring the Expedition Surprise. Last year was the release, or this past year was the release and uh, pre-order for Expeditions and the Stakeholder Report. Yeah, fun to go back over that. And then on my other screen, I, I always read at the beginning of these live casts that I have another screen that I can use and that I can show your comments here too. Oh, someone's asking why it's so dark. Yeah, Monkey Butler says it's so dark. It is so dark uh, because it's a dark, rainy day in St. Louis right now. Um, I tried turning on the light, but I, I'll turn on the light and I'll show you what it looks like when I turn on the light. If I turn on the light, I get these uh, striations. I don't know if you can see them. I'm pretty sure I, they're everywhere, but you can see these lighting striations from the lights. And so that's why I have to turn the lights off. Yeah, but it is it is pretty dark. Uh, Carlos says, congrats on APR to be number two in Expeditions number 16 on the Board Game Geeks Reviewers Best of 23 Meta Compilation List. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad I'm glad those uh, reviewers were enjoying our games this year. Carlos says, how do you feel about 2023? Were you able to accomplish everything you wanted? That's a wonderful question, Carlos. And actually, that segues perfectly. Carlos is so good at doing this. Segues into my question of the day, which is very similar, which is, um, for the last couple of years, I've asked the question on the blog and I will do so probably tomorrow, maybe early next week. What did you create in 2023? Um, and what did you play in 2023 that were meaningful to you? So creation and play both important. Uh, I think they complement each other well, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. What did you create in 2023 that was important to you? Um, it can be any type of creation. There's no limitation to this. Whatever is meaningful to you specifically. And what did you play in 2023 that was meaningful to you? It doesn't necessarily mean the best game that you played in 2023. It can mean that you played a much older game, a game that was released years ago that you wanted to get to the table. Um, it could mean a meaningful campaign experience, a meaningful uh, experience where you played a game with a certain person or you taught a game to a certain per person. There are no constraints here. Uh, but Carlos, I love that question. I'm going to be exploring it soon. Um, one thing that comes to mind, I mean, I, pl I played a lot of things that were meaningful. That's that uh, that was maybe the one that's harder to answer because I often compartmentalize things by like top 10 list type type uh, type videos and lists. But what did I create in 2023 that was meaningful to me? Um, there were the releases that we had. So a lot of those, the creative process for the releases, like the Tapestry uh, expansion, Expeditions, Apiary, a lot of the creative process for those happened before 2023, but still parts of that creative process still happen this year, um, late stages of them. So th those were meaningful to me for sure. Like to have a sequel to Scythe after long at long last, to have Apiary, a game that uh, not designed by me, designed by Connie Vogelman, but that I put a lot of love and time and effort into uh, to see that uh, be released and be, be uh, loved by a lot of people. Uh, that was really meaningful. And then things that haven't been released 
Um, I can't delve too much into them, but there have been a couple games that I've worked on, some designed by me, some designed by others, that uh, a couple of products, I'll say products, not just games, that really seem to come together this year really, really well. Uh, move, they moved along at a, a, a nice pace where I felt like I was making progress every day. We were constantly moving forward. And that was really, that meant a lot to me because um, it doesn't always happen that with projects. Sometimes it's one step forward, two steps back, and that wasn't the case this year with at least some of the projects. Chad says, cool shirt. I'm glad Chad mentioned this. Yeah, I'll move Chad's comments so you can see it, but this is an herbaceous shirt that um, that Ed at Pencil First Games was very kind to send me. Uh, I also received a nice shirt from James at Druid City Games, who's been showing off some of the photos for Tidal Blades 2. Uh, I have a shirt from James that, I'll, that you'll see in an upcoming video. It's a nice green shirt. But I wanted to highlight one other shirt, and these are great shirts. I love these shirts. I don't know if you can buy them, um, but I do want to mention something that you can buy. This was gifted to me by Meeple's Crossing. But recently, Meeple's Crossing reached out to me and said, hey, uh, we, we want to send you a, a shirt. They've used some, some designs inspired by Stonewire Games. We want to send you another shirt. And I said, okay. And I looked on their website and I was like, you know, I've really been looking for a lightweight hoodie that has a zipper, a zipper hoodie. Uh, would you mind sending me one of those? And they did. And this is, I have some comfortable hoodies behind me, including a Stonewire Games hoodie. This is the most comfortable hoodie I've ever worn. Um, it has, I don't, you can't see it on camera, but it has this like fuzzy inside, but it's really lightweight, has this nice zipper. And I love the design too. It's kind of this outdoorsy, game, gamesy. There's like meeples and games and outdoors. This hoodie, I would highly recommend. If you were looking for a nice, comfy, lightweight hoodie, check out Meeples Crossing. Uh, they didn't ask me to say that. They didn't ask me to, to, to market anything. They just sent me a free thing for sure. Uh, but Really, I'm loving this. I'm wearing it way too much. In fact, I probably should wash it because I've worn it nonstop for the last two weeks over something else. But I highly recommend that if you're looking for a lightweight, super comfy, and also warm and fuzzy hoodie from Meeple's Crossing. And uh, I think part of the key is I, I believe the material is Bella Canvas, which is always my favorite material. Yep, Bella Canvas. Um, I, I, I think the shirt I'm wearing is Bella Canvas. It's a really nice, soft material, but I didn't know they made hoodies too. Uh, looks like James mentioned the same to Carlos a second ago, the, the BGG list for content creator rankings for games. I haven't done my top 10 list, although I did want to ask you. So in addition to my question of what did you create or play that was meaningful you meaningful to you in 2023, I also wanted to ask you if you have a favorite game of 2023, a game that was widely available for the first time in 2023. If you have a favorite game, does one come to mind? You don't need to do that. Not everyone needs to rank things, but if you do have one, feel free to mention it in the comments here. I am working on my list, and it will be a very difficult list for me to make because I think, uh, I think it was a really good year for game releases. Chad says, is it a gloomy day in Missouri? It is gloomy. It's cold. It's wet. It's raining. Um, but uh, but I'm happy to be here for you. It's nice and warm and dry inside. Let's see. Ben Brin says, it's crazy how top 10 still dominate everyone's biggest YouTube videos. It's a, yeah, you know, as it, it, it is odd. <laughs> it's an odd phenomenon. Um, I have tried to make, sometimes I, I, like when I do videos with other, other people, when I, when I share the screen with other people, I often do top fives or top threes. And that's fun to do. It's actually sometimes easier to do that. Um, but my default is still always just to do the top tens. And it's not that people are like demanding them or asking for them. People have said they like them. But it's just when I think about a list of a category, I often try to come up with 10 of them. I, I, I don't know exactly why. Um, but it does often default to that. So here's my question of the day. The question of what did you create or play? This year that was meaningful to you chad says he created a new sun i love that um and i had a few great play tests of a game that i'm designing that's awesome chad i'm glad to hear that ian says that he ian says he both both received scythe and he designed his first game congratulations ian on designing your first game my friend miles is here he said creating disc stamps for your games that has been truly great this year so miles is the designer of not, not all of our discs uh, our graph designer did them before uh miles started creating them but all the discs that you've seen over the last i think two years and some upcoming discs as well miles is the designer of those disc off discs that we sell on our web store and miles says some games that were really meaningful to me to play were darwin's journey and the fox experiment that's great miles yeah i got to play i got to play the fox experiment with miles 
Um, Ian created a board game club. That's a great answer, Ian. Yeah, Ian created a board game club that he is uh, bringing games to many of his students. And he says, I was in a bit of a gaming funk and it helped me get out of it. That's awesome, Ian. I guess I can't read all these answers because you all are sharing, but I am I can't read them all on the screen, but I'll, I'll click through a few more of them. George says he created his first, first board game prototype and he brought it while it was very raw to the table. After the first few play tests, you see how much you need to change right from the get-go. A bummer, but exciting at the same time. Yeah, I, I applaud your courage for getting that to the table and for actually making it. That's the act of creation, right? Actually making something, not just thinking about it, but actually doing it, actually getting it to the table, actually painting that painting, having a son like Chad did. Um, I, I applaud you for having the courage to do that, George. Julio says, my friends and I created a fan-made museum expansion for Wingspan. That's on Board Game Geek, I believe now, or, or it will be soon. And Julio said, I played Blood on the Clock Tower with a whole bunch of strangers and made a lot of new friends. That's a great example of a meaningful play experience from 2023. I love that. And that actually reminds me, I went to, I, this year for the second year, I went to the Gamers Ranch, kind of hosted an event for friends at the Gamers Ranch where we just went and played games for a few days. And that was really meaningful to me to, to, um, to bring friends together and play games with them, uh, which I do at my game nights, but it was, you know, a little bit more of an event format at a weekend to do that. And that, uh, that was really meaningful to me. I really enjoyed doing that. Let's see. I have some people commenting on the hoodie that I showed off a second ago. Um, really, really nice hoodie. From that's from Meeple's Crossing, the hoodie I mentioned. Let me share some games that I've been playing before I, I continue on with the comments. So uh, I'd love to hear what you've been playing over the holidays. We played the Muppet Christmas Carol Spirit of Giving game, which was surprisingly good. Um, not that I expected bad things from it, but it actually had two really interesting mechanisms. One involving some positive player interaction where you can complete someone else's set. It's a set collection game instead of just completing your own set. And it also has a really neat onboarding mechanism where you start out with only one action that you could choose. And then a fourth of the way through the game, there's another action that you could choose. You don't get both actions. You choose from the two. And then there's a third one, then a fourth one. Really clever little game. Uh, we played Reviving Kathmandu. Kathmandu? I keep saying Kathmandu, but it might actually be Kathmandu. Um, played that recently, really enjoyed that too. Neat drafting mechanism. You'll see videos about all these soon. Nekojima, the Isle of, another cat island, and not the Isle of Cats, <laughs> maintain balance on the cat island. This is a dexterity game that I've played a few times. I've played it only cooperatively so far. We've had a lot of fun with this. And then we, I played the standard side of Santa's workshop and really, really enjoyed it. It, it was really easy to teach. Um, the standard side. I think the other, other other side might be a little bit more complex to teach. I have played the other side with the developer, Paul, and had a great time with it. But I really enjoyed getting this back to the table and teaching it over the holidays on the standard version. Um, and it's essentially, I think my, Miles may have mentioned this to me, and you're essentially getting two games in the box because the standard side really is different than the uh, the more advanced side of the, of the board. Nathan says the two other teachers from work gifted or got wingspan for Christmas. They keep seeing my old boxes in the classroom and said they got it because of that. That's awesome. Nathan, I'm glad to hear that. I always love to hear people discovering games or getting getting games they want, getting wingspan, getting other games. Um, wingspan is often the answer to that question, but I love hearing about other games too. Let's see, Tim says that his favorites for the year were Darwin's Journey and Lunar Rush. Lunar Rush seems to be riding under the radar. Yeah, I've, I've heard great things about Lunar Rush largely from um, the brother of the designer, William, the hungry gamer. Uh, I do trust his judgment, even though he is somewhat biased for that answer, but I do want to try it. And I'm glad that you're enjoying it, Tim. Ian says that his favorite game of the year is Ticket to Ride Legacy for solo play. He's going to say Age of Comics and Apiary. Apiary on that list. I'm happy to hear that, Ian. My friend Chance is going, popping in here on the, this gloomy St. Louis Wednesday. Chance is in, in St. Louis as well. Um, thanks for saying this, Chance. He said, I'm continuing to make great games and making Stomire great. I'm seeing your games all over top 10 lists this holiday season. Yeah, it's been always neat to see that when, when I guess this year would be Expeditions and Apiary showing up on various lists. It's interesting to me that expansions fly so far under the radar, radar on end of the year list. Because um, I, I haven't, I've hardly seen any, any like top expansions for 2023 lists uh but we did have i guess we only had one we had the tapster expansion this year but we also had the wingspan fan art pack not really an expansion speaking of products that kind of toe that line are they an expansion are they not i am really excited to showcase 
the tapestry revised, adjusted, and rebalanced civilization pack next week. This is it'll launch on our website, our web store next Wednesday, January 3rd. I'm really excited about that. Um, and yeah, because we put a, we put a lot of work into this pack. We have it has all 31 civilizations from the, the first two expansions and the core game, along with two slightly changed uh capital city maps and yeah it's just a, I'm, I'm really excited to show it off a lot of the civilizations are uh have small tweaks but a lot of them have fairly meaningful tweaks a few of them were completely redesigned we just completely we said you know this no one's having fun with this uh this civilization let's just completely redesign it so i'm really excited to get that packed out there i think it'll um bring new life to your tapestry experience if you are a tapestry fan so that's next wednesday the tapestry uh revised so many words for the title revised adjusted rebalanced civilization pack will be on our web store next wednesday and i do want to note and i'll try to note this next wednesday too that um we have we have another product that i'll be talking about next wednesday so this might fly under the radar a little bit um you don't you don't necessarily have to buy this right away if, if you want it but you want to consolidate it with something else you could wait until the end of january to buy it with something else but if you do want it and you don't want that other thing you can buy it right away you can buy it even by itself we've packaged it with this recyclable box material so that um our fulfillment centers if they pack it correctly they should just put a label right here and they'll put it in the mail so no extra packaging is necessary once you get the box you can just recycle the box and put the civilizations into your tapestry game um yeah Let's see, Brian says, without giving away your top 10 list, how high do you think Earth will rank in everyone's list? Uh, I don't know about everyone's list, Brian. I can only speak for myself. I have seen it on some top 10 lists. I uh, even listed Earth as my number one favorite game of all time as of September. Um, I haven't actually played it a lot since then, though, so it might have changed a little bit. I'm sure it will be in my top 10. Um, I know that, uh, but I, I don't know exactly where yet. Amy says that she learned viticulture this year. That's awesome, Amy. It definitely was her favorite game this year, followed by Earth. It's like Wingspan on crack. <laughs> yeah. Earth does have that tableau engine building feel of Wingspan with the natural uh, natural theme, just like Wingspan. And I'm glad you learned wing, uh, viticulture too, Amy. That's wonderful to hear. Matafer says that they make cards for the Transformers trading card game after Wave 5, and they're working on their own board game. Congratulations on both of those. I'm glad, I hope you're having fun with your own board game. And congrats on making those cards for Transformers. I haven't played that one. Morgan speaks highly about the remake of Ra by 25th Century Games. And I agree that the art and overall graphic design that the user experience created by Eno Tool is really wonderful. That will be, so I usually do a, a list of top 10 favorite new games. And then I do separate categories for like favorite expansion, favorite campaign game, favorite new edition of a game. So that, that this will be on that list for sure for me. Uh, let's see, just scrolling down a little bit here. Uh, James is preparing to take the Japanese language proficiency exam in 2024. That's awesome, James. I hope it goes well. Um, I'm actually working on refreshing my own Japanese skills right now because we plan to, to travel to Japan sometime in 2024. So I'm trying to trigger some of those old synapse gaps from the, the years where I was, I was very conversational in Japanese, trying to remember, um, a lot of vocabulary that I've that I've forgotten over the years. Ben is excited about. Uh, he created a new game that took a lot of reworking. After three months of work, we had to start from scratch to realize the vision. But once we did it, all went smoothly. I can I can relate to that, Ben. I applaud you for for uh, having again. I mentioned the word courage again. That the courage to um, to scratch something that you'd worked so hard on. It's really hard to do that and then start over from scratch. But you can still learn from the 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 part that the parts of it that you had to scratch even if it's the whole game. Uh, Charles says he dedicated a, a night per, a per week this school year to get more of his students into high school gaming. I love that. I've heard from a, a few teachers this year, Charles, Ian, others who are um, bringing games to their students at school. I love, I love that. Ian says he has two, had two play tests and he got some great feedback. Always great to get feedback. And that's actually what we're talking about. Meaningful gaming experiences of 2023. And that can be part of it too, not just playtesting your own game, but also playtesting for someone else and offering them feedback and helping to see their game and their vision grow. Uh, that's why we host the annual Stillmire Games Design Day 
And uh, I could definitely see that in someone's category for a meaningful gaming experience of 2023. Chance says that he also played Santa's Workshop by Elf Creek. Yeah, that was one of my holiday games, Chance. I, I, did you play the advanced side or the standard side? Um, I'm loving both sides of it. Garrett, for, for some of his favorite games of 2023, saying Forest Shuffle, Ono Volcano. I haven't heard of that one. My Little Everdell, Dune Imperium Uprising have been the holiday games for us. Oh, these are holiday games, not, not best of 2023. Forest Shuffle, a game that I really, really love this past year. I could see that making my top 10. I've not played these other games on Garrett's list. George mentions Euphoria, Santa's Workshop, Between Two Castles, lots of Stonemeyer games here, and Santa's Workshop. Um, another person say, they said they made friends playing Blood on the Clock Tower. I love hearing that. These social games where you're, you're meeting people, making friends. The uh, one game I didn't show off here in my pile of holiday games where I feel like I deepened some friendships with, with people. I played Ito recently. Ito is a game that's like the mind, but you give little clues relative to a question uh, posed for that round as to where your number falls in a range from 2 to 99. Really like that. We also played a lot more Blob Party. And I had a great time playing Blob Party. That's a, a game where you were trying to write down the same thing as everyone else. And as you do, you form blobs where you kind of coagulate with the other people who said the same thing. And then you present as a single blob, you present a single answer from then on for the rest of the game. That might be in my top 10 list of 2023 as well. It's a really, really delightful game. Monkey Butler's trying Cat in the Box for the first time tomorrow. I love Cat in the Box. That's a wonderful game. Kevin says he designed some 3D inserts. I love this, Kevin. Yeah, we haven't heard anyone talk about gaming accessories that they've created this year. Or we've heard a few gaming variants, but not accessories yet. So, Kevin, I'm glad you had some meaningful experience creating gaming accessories, these 3D printed inserts this year. DD is excited to play Star Wars, The Clone Wars. So, getting so many great comments today. So, so many great answers. Let me make sure I'm not forgetting anything from my topics. But no, I don't think I am. No, I think I'm. I think I'm good on my topics. I've talked just very briefly. I talked about the games that I played recently. Talked about a wonderful hoodie and shirts that I've been wearing. The hoodies from Meeple's Cross Crossing. This is from Pencil First Games. Uh, I said that I haven't posted my favorite game list of 2023 yet. I'm still working on it. I'll wait till the end of the year because I still have a few more games to play. I'm hoping to still get um, Sleeping Gods Distant Skies to the table before the end of the year. Uh, so I'm hoping that'll happen. And... Uh, what else? Is there anything else I'm looking to play? Yeah, that's probably the last game that I'll get to, last new to me game I'll get to this year. But you never know. I'm going to a game night tomorrow, playing games online tonight on Board Game Arena. So you never know. Um, and we're also talking about what we created or played in 2023 that was meaningful to us. That's the other topic today. Andrea says that she played a couple games of the Fox Experiment, really enjoyed it. Such a unique combination of game mechanisms. Yeah, I, I, I've only played it once so far, but I had a great time. I needed to teach it to Megan because I think she would really love creating these adorable little foxes. Julio says, do you keep track of the new to you games you played this year? If so, how many new games did you play? So I, I don't, I do, but I also don't in a way that I can answer that question. So whenever I play a new game, um, I film a video about it. So I have, uh, I could look back at all of my YouTube videos from the past year and look at the games that I played in the last year, uh, or at least the new to me games that I played. I also, whenever I play a game, I rate it on Board Game Geek, but that doesn't track exactly when I played them. Um, and I also, if I think the game could be one that I want to return to or could be eligible for an end of the year list or a future list of any kind, I note it on a list. And so I have a long list of games that I really, really love from the last year that are in consideration when I top 2020, 2023 list, but I don't know how many there were. I'm guessing that I played around maybe 125 new to me games over the last year because I filmed two game videos a week and oftentimes I do a third one on Saturday. So yeah, I would, I would say around 100, 125 new to me games, but I, I couldn't name what they are. Yeah. Stetson is joining us from vacation. He says his favorites from the last year are Apiary. He loves the level up mechanism. I love that too, where the workers are getting stronger the longer you use them. And Last Light. I got to play that one recently. That was actually my video from yesterday about Last Light. Brian's been playing Viticulture this Christmas season. That's awesome. Been trying to try, been trying out all the different variants in Tuscany. We'll ultimately try all at once and looking to buy Viticulture World for that cooperative experience. I love hearing this, Brian. I woke up the other night. So 
I often wake up around four o'clock in the middle of the night with, uh, with what I call business thoughts. So I'm either thinking about Stillmeyer games or I'm thinking about a game that I'm working on. It's not a particularly healthy thing to do because I'm often sitting there for about 30 minutes to an hour in the middle of the night. Walter gets on my chest and just purrs and purrs and purrs. Walter's my cat. And the other night, for some reason, I've never thought of this before. This has never occurred to me, but I woke up at four o'clock in the morning and started thinking about a viticulture deck building game. I don't know why. I don't know if it was in a dream or if I just started about it. It's probably something that nothing will happen with it. But, uh, but my brain was just going off on a viticulture deck building game that I just could not stop thinking about. Um, and actually, I have thought about it a little bit since then. Which is odd. Uh, Brian mentioned viticulture here. The 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 things that my my brain comes up with in the middle of the night. Joshua got cat in the box for Christmas play, and he says his family is a little stubborn with playing new games. Instead, they tried really loud librarians, and then moved on to playing rummy. I haven't played really loud librarians. What's that? What's that one about? Right? Yeah. Here, let's do my first screen share of the day. Really loud librarians. We'll look it up over here. Really loud. Librarians, 2023 release. Let's see what we're looking at. So let's go full screen. You, you, your useless knowledge will win you useless, useful points. Think fast, not hard in this merciless word shouting board game. Start by drawing a category card. Your team will then shout words from that category that begin with a letter on the racetrack. Here's the racetrack itself. Okay, I see. Um, Move along the track every time you get a word right and race against your opponents to win. This is a simple game for versatile occasions. Play it as a two-player game for casual night, a casual night in, or bring it along as a party game for big groups. Okay. Sounds pretty intense and loud. I can see that being fun for social gatherings. That's cool. Alan says he doesn't have a regular game group yet, new to the hobby, but he hit 100 games played on Board Game Arena. That's a lot of games played. Alan, congratulations. And that's his achievement for the year. We're talking about meaningful play experience, meaningful, meaningful achievements, creations from 2023. Uh, Chad was commenting about the revised Tapestry Revised Civ box that I showed off a few minutes ago. Excited to share that in detail. Next Wednesday, Mark's excited about that too. Kevin says a few of his favorite games from this year are Expeditions, Earth, Apiary, and Moon. Honored to have two of our games on that list, Apiary, or Kevin. And, uh, I haven't actually played Moon. I've heard great things about it, but I, and I played a lot of Earth. Nick is loving Scholars of the South Tigris from 2023. Yeah, that was a fairly recent play for me. I really enjoyed that one. That one definitely went into eligibility for my list as well. Julio is excited about the Revised Civilizations. He says Tapestry is the top three game for him. Monkey Butler says, will the core sets of Tapestry be changed then, or do you need to get both the base set and the update in the future? So we're strongly leaning towards uh, adding the, the, or yeah, switching out the revisives for future reprints of Tapestry. Uh, the one catch is that it'll be tough to tell when you're buying. If you buy it online, it'll be tough to tell because we're not going to change the SKU. Uh, we'll probably put a little something on the box. It'll be it'll be clear from our website, but you know a lot of other web stores don't actually change the box image, even if the box image actually has changed. So we are planning to do that, but it will be tough to I think guarantee that you're getting that version if you buy it online. But we'll make it clear on the box. So if you buy it from our web store, we'll show it on the box there. We'll show it in the in the description. If you buy it on the um, in person, you'll see it on the box that it has the revised sibs in it. It'll just be tough to see if you buy it elsewhere. I think. But yeah, we are we are planning on including the revisives in the in the uh, in, in future reprints of Tapestry and the uh, expansions, the first two expansions. Ian says he's also new to games, and he says Wingspan was his favorite game this year. I love hearing that, Ian. Thank you for sharing that. Um, it's what got Ian into gaming, and he got Wingspan Asia for Christmas. Awesome! Yeah, I hope you have fun with that one too. Uh, Charles says, "Is that revised pack going to have the same delay to Borgy Marina that your games usually have?" So Board Game Arena is a whole different animal from, from Stillmeyer Games. Um, and so, yeah, it could be could be years before it goes up on, on Board Game Arena, uh, but not due to any intentional delay. I actually provided the revised sieves for Board Game Arena many months ago, uh, but it often takes them six to 12 months to implement something that I send to them. 
So I have no idea when they'll actually implement the revised sibs on Board Game Arena, but they do have them. They have the the developer has them and will hopefully put them on Board Game Arena at some point. Carol says, if you have the chance to try the new Challengers Beach Cup, I haven't, I need to try it. Carol says uh, that uh, her husband Ben got it for Christmas and thought the small changes were great. I'm picturing a 12 player game at Geekway this year. I'm in, I'm absolutely in. If we want to do that, use the uh, either the original and Beach Cup, use two Beach Cups. Yeah, that sounds amazing. But no, I haven't played it yet. Stetson's loving a 20 strong as his solo game of the year. I haven't played that one yet, but I've heard good things. Uh, Ian has a spoiler that isn't actually one, but I won't put it on the screen just to not scare anyone. But he says, he, Ian, so Ian has a showcase wall behind him. Um, so whenever he, I guess, maybe teaches on camera or just looks at his games, he changes out his wall of games to, uh, to, to a different theme each month. And Tapstry will be his, his showcase wall, is what he calls it, in the upcoming year. Uh, I'm honored to hear that, Ian. Excited to see what that looks like. Matthew just got Expeditions for Christmas. I hope you have fun learning and playing Expeditions, Matthew. You can learn it from the rulebook, from a Watch It Play video. You can learn it from the Dized free interactive tutorial. Lots of ways to get into your first game of Expeditions. Andrew's been enjoying Board Game Arena as well, including Viticulture. Any word of other Stillmeyer games coming to Board Game Arena in the future? That's a great question, Andrew. My, my general agreement with Board Game Arena is that... Um, it's their information to release when a board game is coming to their platform. I guess that I think it's because they don't want me to say, oh yeah, uh, X game is coming to Board Game Arena. But, and then that kind of puts pressure on them to actually release it in a timely manner. So uh, we do have at least one game in the, in fact, I know of two games in the works at Board Game Arena, but it's not information my, for me to share. So I think you will be probably seeing at least one of them in 2024. Typically our, our, way of doing this is after a Stillmeyer game has been released for a few years, then we uh, we send the files to Board Game Arena to put it, put it on their platform. Yeah. Trishul says, I saw that Viticulture had some expansion boards with cheese and apples and tomatoes. Are these compatible with the Essential Edition and how may I get these? Yeah, these are the very original expansions designed, uh, or actually one of them is the very original uh, modular expansion for the Kickstarter in 2012. And then the other one, the Formaggio expansion, I believe, might be confusing that. It's a double-sided board. Formaggio on one side, uh, other stuff on the other side. That came with Tuscany, the original Tuscany in 2014. We did not deem them essential for essential for uh, for gameplay, and so we didn't include them in Tuscany Essential. But you can get them. You can download them from our website if you want. There's information about them on the Tuscany page of our website. You can also buy them via print-on-demand from Print and Play Productions. We've authorized them to sell uh, this, this out-of-date expansion. It is uh, compatible with the Viticulture Essential Edition. I would, not say it's, uh, I would not say it's essential. I would highly recommend that you look into the files before buying it um, to see if it is something that you actually want to play with. Um, I, I am the designer of it, and even I'm not exactly recommending that you play with it. I think Viticulture by itself is a great game by itself, and you can play it. it it's a great... I think it's playing Viticulture by itself is the best way to play Viticulture and show it to new people. And then when you're ready to level up, you could add Tuscan and the other expansions and, and like Viticulture Cooperative, Viticulture World, all that stuff. But if you're still looking for more Viticulture stuff, you can check out uh, the files on our website or print and play productions. Chess says, according to the progress chart on our website um, and our ease newsletter, it looks like the Expeditions expansion is moving along smoothly. Has this been a smooth running expansion or have you been working on it for longer than it's been on the chart? I'm generally working on things longer than they've been on the chart, but for expansions, I think, I don't know when I originally put it on the chart, but I, I generally don't start working on expansions until after the game releases. Uh, by then, I've had some separation from the game a little bit. I can look at it from the outside a little bit better, and I also am getting feedback from other people who are playing it, and I can look at it from, from that lens as well. So I don't think I really started working on the Expedition, Expeditions expansion until May or June of this year. Yeah. Anthony got Viticulture and distilled two alcohol-themed games, and he loved uh, and he's loving them. That's great, Anthony. I also got to play test his game for the first time last week. Congrats, Anthony, on getting your game to the table. That's awesome. I mentioned the word courage. I'll say it again. It takes a lot of courage to actually create your game and get to the table, knowing that it's probably not going to play the way it played out in your head when you actually get it to the table. I'm experiencing that lately with the game that I'm playtesting. I'm having a lot of fun with it. A lot of fun 
going through that process of, of seeing, okay, I thought it was going to work this way. It doesn't actually work this way. Let's make it better. Let's iterate. Victoria is joining us from Switzerland today. Um, Stetson says that Dice Throne Santa versus Krampus was his favorite holiday game. I love that. I love I love that there are some games that are very seasonal, that you think of them at a certain time of the year, and Santa versus Krampus has to be one of those games. Victoria says, I took part in a local games festival in March, signed up to be in the organization in 2024. Such a wonderful experience. That's awesome. That's wonderful. Yeah. In fact, uh, talking about most meaningful experiences, gaming experiences of 2023, events and conventions, and whether they're big events, small conventions, uh, this is one for Victoria. We had the Stonemaier Games Design Day. I mentioned the Gamers Ranch event uh, that, I, that I hosted. Um, and and Geekway, Geekway to the West here in St. Louis, coming up in 2024 again, but that is always like a really meaningful experience for me. I love attending Geekway to the West. Chad says, Heat and Unmatched Tales to Amaze have been great games this year. I've seen a lot of Tales to Amaze on top 10 list from 2023. I have not played it. Unmatched is a game that I've only played, I think, once. Um, and I haven't played it. It, it looked... Uh, I, I am curious about it now that people have spoken so highly about it. It looked a little tactical, like a tactical combat game, and that isn't typically what I gravitate to. But um, but maybe it's more than that, Chad. Let me know. Is it more than just a tactical combat game? Let's see. Matifer says that they got a lot of Marvel champions to the table this past holiday. That's great to hear. Ivan says, question for Apiary. Some of my friends say that the queen track is too powerful, especially if you have the carving that gives you double points for the queen track. I was wondering if someone else had the same experience. There was a thread on Board Game Geek about this. I, I don't think so. Uh, the queen's favorite track does give you a lot of points, but it generally means that you are giving up resources because one of the main ways to advance along that track is to get more resources that you can hold, and then you have to give them away. You have to donate them to the queen. And so you're not really optimizing your game if you're doing that. Also, crucially, advancing on the Queen's favorite track does not give you any engine building benefit at all. You are not getting stronger. It is only working towards end game points. Um, so it does feel good. If you advance way far on that track, if you get to the end, 25 points, that feels awesome. That's a lot of points. That's about a fourth of the points that you need to win the game of Apiary. But in advancing along that track by giving up those resources or even choosing Queen's Favor over other benefits that can advance your you in the game, can build your engine, can make you better throughout the game, um, it's not doing that. It, it is ultimately just end game points. So uh, I don't think it's overpowered. And even with that carving, it does feel really good when you focus on Queen's Favor, you get to double those points, but you're giving up a lot of things to do that. So I personally don't think it's overpowered. Tim is also enjoying the game Blob Party, one of my favorites from 2023. Uh, Tim says, we pair it with Green Team Wins so that we can play it with 20 people. And it's trying, it's trying to 20, 20 people. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I would love, that's a great idea. Play Blob Party with even more people. That's really cool, Tim. I'd like to try that. Uh, we actually, we played Bob, Blob Party back to back with just one, which is essentially the opposite of Blob Party. In Blob Party, you were trying to write down the same thing as everyone else, fully cooperative. Just one, also fully cooperative. You're trying to write down a different thing than everyone else to help someone guess a one-word clue. And it was it was harder to switch my brain over than I thought um, to go from thinking of a unique clue to the same clue. It's tough to do. I'd, I'd recommend trying it. It's a, it's a good, um, I don't know, brain exercise to try to do. But I, I don't think I'll be playing them back-to-back in the future. I'll, I'll choose one or the other and enjoy both of them, but but maybe not back to back. Carol played that Challengers Beach Cup and Horrified Greek Monsters yesterday. I had the pleasure of playing Horrified uh, the American Monsters with Carol at Geekway to the West. Also Santa's Workshop and Micro Macro Crime City a couple days ago. I love people playing Sa uh, Santa's Workshop and that Micro Macro is also a wonderful game. Jeff said that uh, Ticket to Ride Legacy was his most meaningful experience of 2023. And he's excited to play Apiary as well. And just like I mentioned for Expeditions, Apiary, you can learn it from a Watch a Play video from the rulebook or from a Dyes free interactive tutorial. You can see all of those on our website if you're curious about learning the game in different ways. Thanks for getting Apiary, Jeff. I hope you have fun with it. Mark says his most meaningful gaming experience of the last year would be seeing his group grow bigger and being able to host a consistent game night in a local cafe weekly throughout the year. We're also able to, to group funds to gift the staff who served us throughout the year. Oh, that's really awesome, Mark. That's really generous of you that not only 
Uh, did you go to the cafe? Did you, did you, I don't know, hopefully, you know, buy food and whatnot from the local cafe, but also give funds, give a, a little monetary gift to the staff that served you throughout the year to thank the, thank them for, for being there for you. That's really, really awesome. That's, that's really cool. Mark, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> I was talking about how I have overworn this very comfortable hoodie from Meeple's Crossing. Blake says that his son, Caleb, Hasn't taken off his champion t-shirt since he got it on Christmas morning. That's a couple of days ago. Might be time to take that shirt off. Uh, <laughs> that's really neat to hear, Blake. Kevin says, did you enjoy the Survivor finale? Of course, it was an awesome finale. Yeah, I got together with some friends last week to watch the Survivor finale. He says, I have the draft scoring sheet I can send to you. Just let me know where is best. Um yeah, send it to jamie at stillmeyer.com. I'd love to see how it worked out for you, Kevin. That's really, really cool. Or just to see what the template looks like. That reminded me, actually, I don't know why, but of two other gaming experiences that I really loved in 2023. I did have the pleasure of going on the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser at Disney World. Um, unfortunately, it closed down in September, but I it that was one of the best gaming experiences I've ever had. And then kind of on the low budget end of that, but still very similar, I played the game of Den of Wolves, which is a, uh, you know, it's like an eight, a six to eight hour mega game where you are playing essentially Battlestar Galactica in game form. You have your own ship. Played that this past year as well and had a, had a blast playing that too. So two, those, those are going to go on my list, I think, of really memorable, meaningful gaming experiences from, from this past year. Stetson mentions World Wonders. Heard a lot of reviewers speaking highly about World Wonders. And like, like I do, Stetson's waiting until the very end of the year um, before making his top 10 list of the past year. George says, I guess it's very exciting to come back to a language you enjoy and revise. So I was talking about how I'm relearning or remembering Japanese and revising different elements while thinking about a future trip and what you'll be visiting and exploring. Yeah, it's it's um, it's neat to to hear familiar words or hear words that I haven't used in a long time and trying to remember them, and also hearing some new words that I that I haven't heard before and and uh, trying to remember them as well. A dual challenge. I have plenty of time to do it. I'm kind of just listening to a little bit of a Japanese learning book as I work out every day, I'm spending like five minutes a day doing it. Um, so I'm doing it very incrementally and uh, uh, all vocally, verbally, trying to repeat it out loud. So I think it means my comprehension might be decent. My uh, conversational abilities might struggle a little bit, but I think I'll be okay by the time we go to Japan. Carol says that uh, she's been playing Veil of Eternity on Board Game Arena. Oh, that's exciting. I would play that on Board Game Arena. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of people talk about that on Board Game Geek, at least. Yeah, I'll have to check out that on, on Board Game Arena. Veil of Eternity. Dominic says... Uh, for him, Expeditions and APA, because they're the first games he playtested. Dominic's one of our wonderful playtesters, unguided blind playtesters from around the world who gives us feedback on our games. And Dominic, I hope you uh, get to see your name on the box and see some of the feedback that you gave me and how I translated that into the final game. Hopefully you saw the positive impact it made. I really do appreciate your playtesting. Kevin says a few of his favorites from this year are Apiary, Moon, Sea Salt and Paper, Expeditions, Earth, and Imperial Miners. I am curious. I, I would say I'm mo the most curious to try out Imperial Miners. I love games with um, with a mining theme for some reason, like Dwarven Miners. I don't know why. I love that theme. And uh, I need to try Moon as well. Imperial Miners is on my Geekway list. Uh, I need to make a note before I forget that Veil of Eternity is on Board Game Arena because tonight is my Board Game Arena game night. Let's see. Veil of Eternity. Veil of Eternity. I'm not seeing it here for some reason. I'll come back and look a little bit later. Maybe I'm missing something. Uh, people are liking my my midnight idea of a viticulture deck building game. Merlin's Manor played Santa's Workshop and Ghost of Christmas, a good holiday themed games, absolutely. And Boop, Boop is a delightful game. I got to play that with my nephew few months ago. Uh, World Wonders, Mindspace, and Hues and Cues on Merlin's table. Uh, Stetson says that he works as a mental health therapist treating schizophrenia and bipolar. 
He does a weekly social group gathering for clients, and they loved really loud librarians. That's wonderful to hear. That's really cool. Yeah, I guess I, I read the description. I was like, this is a game about shouting out words. I, I don't like shouting. Um, so that, that didn't work for me, but I, I love that it worked for, for your group, Stetson. George is experiencing the same thing, having like work thoughts or design thoughts, creative thoughts early in the morning. And it's uh, his. he thinks it's his subconscious work stress piled up. Hope it will go away soon. I hope so too, George. It's um, a good night's sleep, I think is really, really important. Chris is speaking highly of the Diest app. Uh, I got it to play a game. It worked perfectly, planning on using it for Apiary tonight. And it's completely free. Uh, you can sign up for like higher levels of it that you can pay for it. But everything that we provide on, on uh, Diest, but I think so far is Apiary, Expeditions, and Scythe. I might be forgetting one, but I believe it's those three are all on the Diest app. James is playing the White Castle. That's one that I have not played this year, unfortunately. And I would love to play it, but I have not seen it yet so i need to i need to find that one somewhere um not, not played the white castle yet let's see carol says right now she is looking at witchers the witcher old war uh expeditions earth and veil of eternity on her list for 2023 um carol i'm still hoping to play witcher with you at geekway this year if you want to give it to the table so we'll have to play that a big game of challengers and witcher um at geekway um merlin's wanting to play the a welcome to the winter oh there's a, a welcome to like there's a christmas one too uh patchwork christmas too lots of it. merlin you're pretty good at thinking of these these holiday themed games Josh is popping in to say hi. Hopefully we get to get to, to play. Actually, this was meaningful to me too. I got to play disc golf with Josh and Corey and many other people. Some people who had not played disc golf ever before at Geekway to the West this past year. We spent a, a, about an hour, maybe two hours playing disc golf. And I, I had a wonderful time doing that. Daniel says, I played spots for the first time. Spots, spots is so good. Spots is really good. Um, that I, I think I will make it eligible for my 2023 list, even though I think it technically came out last year, but I look at games that are widely available for the first time this year. And I, I think spots qualifies for that. And Daniel says it went well with his mom too, along with the mind and a nice comment. Thank you, Daniel, for saying that. I hope, uh, I hope you're enjoying the game design process. Man versus Meeple popped in to say hi. Is this David behind the screen here? Or someone else from Man vs. Meeple? Apiary has been a hit this holiday season. The only game to hit the top 10 list for everyone on the team and Man vs. Meeple. That's awesome. I love hearing that about Apiary. I'm glad that it has resonated well with your group. Brennan is looking back at the question I asked earlier. Ooh, it looks like I'm a little behind on comment, comments. Sorry about that. Yeah, oh man, I'm 20 minutes behind. I'll, I'll try to skim through here. Maybe just look for questions for the last few minutes. Um, he says, I created a game and joined, this is the meaningful creations and plays. Uh, I created a game, joined a partnership for a new publisher targeting at welcoming games called Cake Pie Games. The game I played is Caesar's Empire. Congrats for being a part of the creation of Cake Pie. That's awesome. Okay, I'm going to scroll through and look for questions because I am way behind on quest uh, questions. Uh, ben says, would you consider adding a balancing system to the civilizations and tapestry, like the faction auctioning system in Terra Mystica? So what we did, this is kind of along the line to this, Ben. Um, if you're looking for like a, a draft, maybe, but basically, I mean, that's what this pack is. This is a rebalancing of civilization. So rather than asking for players to rebalance the civilizations, we did it. They're all balanced now, uh, even better than before, maybe much better than before for some of them. Uh, so it's pre-balanced. You don't need to worry about drafting them or anything like that. You can, if you want to, but you don't need to, but we also added a complexity rating to each of the, the civilizations. So if you're looking for a more complex civ, you can do that. If you're looking for you have a long day at work, you can choose a simpler sip if you want. So we added that. Okay. Oh, Rocky has a nice comment about, about uh, tapestry. This is big tapestry year. Love hearing that, Rocky. Let me just scroll through and look for questions real quick. Here's here's a quick one. Danny says, what do you what do I think of sequels that fo focus on different mechanisms? Like Terraforming Mars has the dice game. Castles of Burgundy has the dice game. Apiary, the dice game. Um, you know, every now and then it works out. In my opinion, I will I will gravitate towards Sushi Roll over Sushi Go, even though I love both of them. But I love Sushi Roll. I love those big, chunky custom dice. I do love custom dice. I think, in general, though, they still require a lot of work, but they fly way under the radar um, compared to the amount of work that are done on them. Uh, so 
unless it's really, really special, it's probably something that we wouldn't invest, that we would invest um, our time and resources into. Um, unless it really, really scratched the right itch. Because I think oftentimes, I don't know, there's a lot of reasons for it. That's my, my quick answer there. But feel free to correct me on that. I, I'd love to hear what people think about that. If there's any game where a, like a dice version of it or a different mecha mechanical version of the same game came out and you off always go to that one instead. There are new editions of games that I've played that I've enjoyed quite a bit that I think replace the the former and have even sold quite well. But with what you're asking, um, taking a, a specific mechanism and building a similar feeling game around that mechanism, I think is very tough to pull off. Okay, let's see. I'm just, I, I know I'm way behind, so I'm just scrolling through looking for questions for a minute. You know, I'm reading some wonderful comments here. Here we go. Ian says, do you believe that every game should have a solo variant or a solo mode? I like using the word mode. So it isn't just variant seems to indicate that it's, you know, just something off on, on the side, a full robust solo mode. I think it is worth including in every game. I don't necessarily think that uh, the designer of the multiplayer game should design the solo mode, but um, I, I think around 10% of gamers play games only solo or primarily solo inside. I think it is worth including 10% of people in, in every game, if possible. If it makes sense for the game. There are probably instances where it does not make sense for the game. Uh, just, sorry. Uh, so here we go. I I, I will look at this because I commented on Tales to Amaze, me maybe not being interested in it because it looked like a tactical combat game. Chat says it doesn't feel like a battle game, even though there is a tactical element. The focus is more on using your power, powers to synergize with your partner. That's cool. I love synergy in cooperative games and working together with partners. So that's that's good to hear. That has me a little bit more intrigued. Here, Andrew says, what do you think was the biggest innovation in the board game industry in 2023? Oh, that's a great question. I don't know if I have an answer off the top of my head. Um, the biggest innovation in the board game industry. I, I am loving seeing more eco-friendly packaging. Uh, we are part of that. So I'm not going to shy away from that. We're part of that. We're, we're, you know, we're putting more and more expansions and just boxes that are designed to be recycled. Uh, like the Tapestry Revised Sid Pack. We did this with the Tapestry expansion. Um, Earthborn Rangers did it with their entire game. Not that the entire game is recyclable, but the entire game is very eco-friendly. So I love the eco-friendly innovations that we're seeing in games over the last year, especially when they don't sacrifice the experience um, at all. So it's a tough balance between those two, but I, I think that's a major step forward in 2023. I look forward to seeing more of that in 2024. Brassett has a question about, okay, what, what do I think is an easier or better transition? A tabletop game becoming a digital game or a digital game becoming a tabletop game? Uh, they have the skills to develop both and not sure what to focus on. That's a really interesting question. So I've seen a lot of video games that become very popular and then are ported over to the top tabletop game. Carol mentioned The Witcher earlier. Um, we're going to see Slay the Spire come out in tabletop form at some point in the future, uh, whatever they release it. it. It was already on Kickstarter in the past year. Um, but what goes over better? I think it's pretty rare for a tabletop game to sell huge numbers of copies in digital form after the tabletop game is released, unless the tabletop game is very, very successful. We've seen it with Wingspan. Wingspan and even Scythe, both have sold very well. Uh, and so we've seen them have both very successful digital versions. But I would think, I, I would say that you're probably slightly better off going with the digital version first and then turning it into a tabletop game. But I think it really depends on the game and how successful you can make either of them. I think either the, the digital or the tabletop version has to be very successful to get enough people's attention to then make them want the other version as well. Stephanie says, am I doing any BGG challenges this year? I know. I, I hope you're having fun with them, Stephanie. I generally don't do challenges because I I just want to play what I want to play. Um, not something for the sake of the challenge. But have you done one this year that you found fulfilling or meaningful to you? Um, here's a question. Sorry, sorry. I, I, I know I'm late, so I'm just scrolling through looking for questions now. Marlene says, how are you or, or, or other watching managing the darkest time of the year. She says, I've been drinking a lot more tea than usual. Uh, she says, I sometimes struggle with seasonal affective disorder and it can be tough for others too. Yeah, I mean, you can, if I had to sit in the dark all, all day like this, I would definitely experience that that too. Um, 
it's been fairly bright. You know, you're, the days are shorter. The nights are longer this time of year. Um, I love the question in general. I, I think it's good to, I, I love that you're keeping your, your, your mental health in mind and aware. I, I, I try to do that. I try to, trying to let myself sleep a little bit later than normal. If I, if I can, just like an extra half hour, it seems to be what my body wants to do this time of year. So um, I'm trying to let my body do that if I need to. Okay, here we go. Man vs. People says, clarifies the veil of eternity, eternity is on Alpha or Maria. That's why I can't find it on there. That makes more sense. Um, but I do need to add that to my Geekway list. I'll, I'll add that to, to Geekway. Julio got, that's not a hat for Christmas. That's a fun little game. Let's see. Any other questions for the day? James says, I would love to try disc golf. Do you usually play a game at Geekway to the West? This was the first, this year was the first year that I've done it. So most of Geekway to the West is just sitting around playing games, which is lovely. But we, I thought, you know, for anyone who wants to play, I'd love to get off my butt for a little bit and go play a big outdoor dexterity game of, of, uh, of, uh, of disc golf. And there is, there happens to be a course that's like five minutes away from where the Geekway Convention Center is held. So we, we did it there. Um, we played around there. So I think I'll do it again this year. Um, how will I get the word out about it? Can remember how I got the word out about it last year. Maybe I talked about it on the e-newsletter, maybe this live cast. I'll do probably a combination of, of the two. And um, maybe I'll try to pick a specific time and just stick with it as long as the weather holds up. That seemed to work well last year. So I do hope to do it again this year. It, we had a lot, of, a lot of fun with it last year. Yeah. Just going through looking for a few more questions here. Tony says, have I tried or tested any variants for Rolling Realms? I am really happy with Rolling Realms the way it is. I do sometimes pull in the um, the risky rewards and play with them. Uh, sometimes, not every time. But that, I would say that's the, it's not even a variant. It's a, it's a mini expansion that I play with sometimes. But I have also played lots of Primo Realms designed by other designers in the, you know, every 10th live play I tend to do that. But I haven't played other variants beyond that. Ivan says, have I played Dune Imperium Uprising? I have not yet. I have not yet played that. Uh, he, Ian says, the developers went with very interesting direction. Instead of making another change, they kind of reworked the whole game. What do I think about that? I think new additions for, for existing games, sometimes a good idea. Um, I think maybe they marketed it a little bit confusingly. People weren't sure if it was an expansion or not. Just call it the new edition. People will get that. People understand that. Ivan says, can we expect a rework for some Stomeyer games in the future? I don't think so. No, I'm... I'm I, mean, we, I put a lot of time and effort into our into making our games once that uh, I, I don't I don't really look to uh, to revisit them for a full rework. Even even just the process of reworking the civilizations for the for tapestry was a lot of work. Maybe even more work than than will justify um, the final product. But I hope it'll bring joy to people. I hope people will enjoy playing with the rebalanced civilizations that you can find in this in the tapestry sit pack. Mark says, will there be Promo Realms releasing in January? So we just released Promo Realms at the beginning of December, Mark. So we, we don't do it back-to-back -back months. So you won't see them in January. Um, but I am excited to do live plays today. So if you want to join me in a few hours, 3 o'clock today. So in four hours, I'll be doing live plays or a live play of Prague Kaput Regni, Fleet the Dice Game, and Underwater Cities. That'll be on YouTube and in the uh, Facebook group, the Rolling Realms Facebook group. Jay says, do I have a favorite game published prior to 1995? His is Crude. I think that's right around the time that Catan came out. So Catan might be on the border there. Uh, Scotland Yard, classic card games like Poker, Hearts. They're going to be on the list. Um, yeah, those are the ones that come to mind off the top of my head. Magic was, I think Magic was released around that time, maybe 1993. So I put Magic on that list as well. Magic the Gathering. George said, said he enjoyed my recent interview with Jay Bell from Panda. That was a fun one. That was a lot of fun to do with that with Jay and, and Panda. Chad says, would simultaneous turns be one of the biggest innovations of 2023? I, this was a big year, I would say, for tableau building and simultaneous turns, sometimes in the same game, like with Raising Robots and Earth. And I, I am loving the mechanism. I love that you can put a more complex game, a heavier game, into a shorter playing time um, with, with simultaneous actions. Jay says, have I ever considered releasing an expansion that includes a better insert for the base game? I thought about it. I certainly thought about it. I think the challenge, though, is the, the box. If you make the box for an, for an expansion really, really big, 
uh, it adds a, a significant cost to it. So an expansion that would otherwise be $20 could be $40 just due to making the box big enough to hold all the game's content. Um, the closest that we've kind of done with this is with the Wingspan nesting box, where with the first printing and only the first printing, we sold, we included Wingspan Asia inside the box. So you could buy Wingspan Asia and get the nesting box too, or buy nesting box, get Wingspan Asia too. Um, that's the closest we've come to doing it. Uh, jo Joseph said that he got apiary for Christmas or for his wife's Christmas. That's awesome. Um, or from his wife for Christmas. I hope you have fun playing it, Joseph. Scroll through, look for a few more questions here. Justin really likes, speaking of eco-friendliness, yeah, this is a part of it. CG, uh, Czech Games Editions, they announced a new material for making miniatures, essentially, out of a material that isn't plastic, um, but can be molded like plastic. It's a, it's a wood byproduct. I want to see more of that. I have Panda looking into that. Brennan says, when I'm in the car or in bed, and I think of game design ideas. The issue becomes remembering them or writing them down, like getting out of the bed. And I really don't like to turn on my phone screen in the middle of the night because then my brain really turns on and then I find it really hard to go to sleep. So in the middle of the night, I do not turn on my phone. I just hope to remember it. Um, but otherwise, if I am awake and I have my phone and it's not in the middle of the night, I have a an app on my phone, probably the most used app on my phone, which just sends an email to myself. So I, I use that app all the time for little ideas where I can either type or say something in the app and send it to send it as an email to myself to check later and process it and do something with that idea. The app is called Captio, C-A-P-T-I-O, one of the one of the most used phone apps that I that I have on my phone. Um Let's see. Edgar says, what was my favorite non-board game related experience or discovery this year for books, movies, or gadgets? Favorite non-board game related experience or discovery? You know, I do list for I, I do list for books, movies. I do, I'll do a list for my favorite TV shows of 2023. I haven't done those lists yet, though, so I don't exactly know. Actually, no, I can say something. I did uh the Alamo Draft House sent an email recently about my about favorite movies. And you know, the movie I had the most fun watching this time, th this past year, and there were some, they were very high on the list. Barbie was really high on the list. Um, there were a few others that were really high. The Mission Impossible movie, really enjoyed that. Some comedies too. But the number one movie I think that on every level I enjoyed was the Dungeons and Dragons movie. I laughed so hard. I had fun with the action. I thought it was really well done, well acted, well directed. I had a blast with it. Um, I think that's maybe the only movie from 2023 that I've actually wanted to rewatch in 2023 so far as well. I do want to rewatch Barbie, but I haven't done it yet. But uh, yeah, I think the Dungeons and Dragons movie is maybe my top 20 top movie of 2023. Um, great question. I, I don't have an answer for the other categories yet, Edward, but I, I do like the question. I do want to say I just I just blocked a comment because I didn't really like this comment. But someone asked, "Are solo games only for those who are disabled, or they don't have any friends, or they're at home by themselves?" This is a common misconception about solo games. Um, and I think it's a fairly offensive question to ask. I'm going to say it out loud because I want to answer it and address it. But um, but no, solo games are not just for those circumstances. Uh, solo games are for when you get a lot of enjoyment playing a game solo. That That's the entire point of it. You Plenty of solo gamers have friends. They are very active in, in gaming communities. Um, they... They may not, some may not actually be near other people, or they may not be near a game store where they can go play or a game cafe where they can go play. But the core idea of solo play is that that is how you get enjoyment out of playing the game. I hear this a lot in particular about campaign games. It's very tough to get together with a group of the same people to play a campaign game or even one significant other um, if you have a partner to play a campaign game with. But if a campaign game can play solo, you can play it on your schedule at any time as you wish and have a great time with it. So this is a huge, I, I hope we can get over this mis misconception about solo games. Um, and this is coming from someone who doesn't really play all that many games solo. Um, but uh, it's it's just a different way to play games. And if you find that meaningful or fun, go for it. Don't, there's no shame behind it. There's no stigma behind it. It is a a way to play a game and have fun with it. It's like, it's like saying, oh, you only play games two players? Oh, you must not have many other friends. That's not it at all. It's that you enjoy playing games two players that's why you might do it um and maybe the closest comparison i can share to hopefully make it make sense a little bit is 
that oftentimes you play video games by yourself, right? You're play- when I play when I play a digital game, it's just me playing it, and I'm having a blast playing it. I often don't want to play that video game with other people. I just want to play it on my time on my schedule. I want to be able to pause it as I wish. I want to have that kind of private experience of the video game, and I am playing it solo. That is my experience of playing that game. Anyway, let's get past that. Uh, to yeah, yeah, we'll move past that. Um, sorry to go off there a little bit. Mark says, what are your thoughts on games being offered as a free print and play after crowdfunding like Encyclopedia and Chroma Mix? I think it's an interesting strategy. I, I Similar to like digital games, I, the, I think the intended experience of playing a game is if, if for a publisher to put out a game is to play it on the tabletop, right? You put all this investment into how you want people to experience the user interface for this game. That is the tabletop version. And PNP does allow you to kind of do that with some games, but it's still not the real components for the games. Um, I do think it makes it accessible for some some people around the world who either can't afford the core game, enjoy the PNP experience, who enjoy the print and play experience, um, or shipping is a big hurdle. You know, shipping can be a big hurdle. Sometimes you can't even get a game; it just, someone won't ship it to your area, so that is a problem too. So I think it is something to consider, but it isn't something that I think we're, we're doing as done by our games uh, with with print and plays. Um, here, yeah, there's another, I love this. Andrea says, uh, she'll add that a solo game is a great way to learn a game to teach others. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, 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 I love that answer, Andrea. Um, and I see some people answering the solo game thing, uh, in wonderful, inclusive answers. I love this, but I just want to say that you all don't have to, anyone who plays games solo and enjoys it, you don't have to justify that to anybody. That is, that is your joy that is your time that is your your truth um and i embrace it and i hope you embrace it too uh if if someone stigmatizes you about that come to me I'll, i've got your back every every day um about that so uh yeah you know i love the reasons to share the reasons and maybe include people in under that understanding a little bit better but you really don't have to justify the way that you prefer to play a game is is all yours and it might be circumstantially different too at different times like sometimes i want to play a big large group game sometimes i just want to play a game with one other person i want to play campaign games with megan um yeah james mentions in the irregular schedule anyway uh yeah so yeah we'll end on that play games so we talked about meaningful creation and play experiences in 2023 and i i Let's embrace that. I, I hope you all had some meaningful play experiences in 2023, and I hope that you continue to find them in 2024. I'll be there every step of the way. I want to I want to hear about them. Um, I embrace the way that you love playing games, and I look forward to seeing you in 2024 for the next live stream. Have a great Wednesday. Have a great week. Great New Year's weekend. Happy New Year's, and I'll see you on January 3rd for a massive announcement and the release, the launch, of the Tapestry Revised Adjusted Rebalanced Civ Pack. I'll see you then. Take care. Bye.